breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Really glad to get back to work to relax. <laughs> you had too many honeydews? Holy cow. Busy weekend, huh? Actually, I had some honeydews that I didn't get that I didn't even get to. Oh man, okay. Um ended up Friday night unexpectedly. We went to dinner with friends. That mm-hmm. was not unexpectedly. Right. Um, but I ended up going to driving Miss Daisy. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Friday night. How was that? It was good. Okay. Yeah, beautifully done show. Uh, Ann Lockhart, who's June Lockhart's daughter, you know, came into town. They 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 hired a big name talent Mm -hmm. to uh, to play Miss Daisy. Everybody else was, I say, everybody else. There were only two other people in the cast. Yeah, that's Uh, incredible. Idella was just referred to, you know, mm-hmm. in the film. She right. was played by the mom. Wasn't it the mom in uh, Good Times? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gosh, I lost her name. I did too. Oh, Florida? Or was that her character name? Oh, yeah, that was her character name. Okay. Send me her name, please. Um, Golly. I could look it up. But, yeah. But, uh, but she was only referred to. Uh, so it was just Booley and, and Hoke were the other mm. characters in the show. I did not wow. realize that. Wow. I'd never seen, I'd honestly never, as, as much theater as I've done over the past 40 years. I'm I've curious though, because this was a question I had of the uh, Bully and Hope, they came in last week. Um, the car scene, the car setting, did it like stay on stage the whole time? Yeah. So you have one side of the stage is the car scene, and then one side of the stage is the, the house or whatever. It was a very minimalistic set. Very cool. Um, the her her house was basically a chair and table. Okay. Um, in the style, you know, mm-hmm. and then like a, a a window would come down. Okay. You know, behind them, and then uh, Booley's office. They they brought a desk on stage, and then behind him were some like louvered windows. It was nice. very well done. Yeah, very nice. Because okay. you, you focused on more on the people. Mm-hmm. They have a good crowd. Um, oh, yeah, fantastic. So good. so good to hear that. So, so good to hear that. That was yes. It's got good. this weekend run too. They've so got you, one yeah. more weekend, mm-hmm. and and there are a few tickets. I looked it up online. Not a okay. lot of tickets left. So if you want to, if you are interested, uh, okay. How was Minden? We had a great time. Did you? Yes. Went on the bike? bike, Rode the bike over. Okay. uh, Took Highway 80. She drive? No. Oh, okay. Just curious. Just curious. She's not going (laughs) to drive the bike, motorcycle. No, has no interest in even trying. No, not interested. So you had some good food, good music? Did Um, you? We actually, it's funny you say that. We, We were, we drove, you know, we rode 80 all the way. I'm talking from Texas Street Bridge. Nice. I stayed on 80. From all the way. downtown Shreveport. Wow. All the way into downtown Minden. Nice. And uh, we were coming through. You go through Dixie Inn. Mm-hmm. Stopped and filled up and went to the bathroom. And then came into Minden, which is only like 
I mean, it's right there from yeah. Dixie Inn going into Minden. It's oh, just a yeah. hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. It was apparently there was it was a, a, the day of the uh, Maker's Fair kind of thing. Oh, cool! All okay. from Minden. I mean, from Dixie Inn, where the old catfish place used to be yeah. that's burnt down now. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, mm-hmm. it was so sad. Oh, that's not good. They had a bulldozer there. Take, oh, oh, it was so sad. But that parking lot across the street, lining next to that bayou, mm-hmm. full of tents, cars, oh, wow. Wow. And, and, you know... Uh, it was set up your table and sell your crap day. Mm. <laughs> and then all along the highway between Dixie Inn and Minden, there was tables, people set up. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Tartan Festival was in downtown. I yeah. liked the setup. It was different. Okay. Uh, but it, they were already packed. Was There's no room for it to grow. Oh, okay. So the stages were really nice, big yeah. actual stages with right. backdrops and stuff, and wow. they hadn't had that before. Mm. Uh, so we enjoyed the live music, and uh, but w- what I was going to say is coming in from from uh, Dixie Inn, there's a little place just before you get into Minden called okay. Nita's Barbecue. Nita's Barbecue. N E T A, and Dina said that's really good. And oh. it was, we, we rode in, we got in about 1230 or so. Okay. So I, I turned around on the bike and we pulled in and yeah, ate. barbecue. And, and ate some good barbecue. Good. Before good, good, we good. got into downtown. And I'm sitting there and a guy's sitting at the table he and his wife had just ordered. And, uh, and he was very talkative, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, hello, how are you? And he held out his hand, Lloyd Nelson. I said, Lloyd Nelson? He says, I said, Mike Martindale. He goes, Mike Martindale? You may remember Lloyd Nelson, Red River Chevrolet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll be damn with small world. He's retired. Golly. He said Mm semi-retired. I thought, that's crazy. That is nuts. Sitting here in Minden, Louisiana. Yeah. And uh, anyway, had a great time. Then... uh, I didn't even get any yard work done. Nothing. No, because by the time we got home, you're whooped. It you know it was hot. It, oh, it yeah. got it warmed up mm-hmm. on Saturday. Lots of sunshine. Yeah. So we had a little we, bit of shower yesterday. Had, a little yeah, bit, a little bit. And it got cold. Can it you believe this? It did get this? cold. It did get cold. <laughs> we turned the dead gum heater in the living room on. I woke up this morning. I was freezing. Esther roll. That's it. Thank yes, you, thank Kahuna you. and Cat. Thank you very much. The mom from uh, Good Times. I may go see that this week. I'm, I may get a do, ticket. Yeah. Do because I'm, I'm hearing good things. Yeah, it, it, it was a great crowd. Out. Now the thing that the lady right in front of me, I sat toward the back, mm-hmm. and the lady right in front of me kept putting up her camera on her phone, oh, holding up her no. phone, and it just there's that screen in your face. Yeah, during the performance. And mm. she kept taking pictures, uh, which, first of all, I don't think you're allowed to do. Right. But it's distracting as hell. Yeah. She brings that phone up right in my face, basically. Erin, mm. I finally leaned forward, and I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. That is so distracting. Yeah. And I was waiting for kickback, you know, but actually she was very nice. Was she, she good? Goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't realize. I oh, thought, thank gosh. you. Okay. But I had to say something because it would just take me out of the show every time right. she'd raise yeah. her camera, which was every freaking scene. Oh. So anyway, but that yeah, 
she stopped. But thank uh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely go see it. It's worth okay. going to see. They uh, they did a great job and mm-hmm. uh, just beautifully done. Good good to hear. Yeah. What about you? I swam. I was uh, went to see a friend. Not a whole lot. I got a lot of cleaning around the house done. Got caught up on all. You know the laundry you just put off doing, like the that you just put in a basket and go. I'll get to these. These are towels. I don't. Oh, need. That's my whole wardrobe. I did all that. <laughs> I did all that stuff. So I spent some. The dog picked me over his daddy all weekend, which was kind of weird. See, he, he knows sees something's it coming. coming. Yes, he knows they know. Coming. Yeah, it's bizarre. So had a good time. Had a good weekend, and I. My doctor said I got to ease up on my arm a little bit, so you'll have to get my coffee again. I did already. I know I'm joking. (laughs) Now I'm not raising it up to your lips. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. I'll let Ruben do that. Yeah, I'll let Ruben do that. (laughs) Oh, we went to the Maker's Fair on Saturday too. Oh, dang! In uh, next to CNC Mercantile, that empty lot. Yeah. They they had that this weekend. Oh, cool. There's so much going on right now. Anybody, nobody should say, ain't nothing to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and guess who I ran into? Who? Mike and Mark Mangum. Oh, very cool. They were downtown taking pictures. You just said we needed to have them back on. I told them. So you you arranged it? Not yet, but but, uh, I told them. Well, I mean, I I got (laughs) to check with you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun, and I'm, I'm sure you'll have great, another yeah. active weekend this coming weekend. I hope not. seven <laughs> <laughs> FM. One seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Well, I I I came across a story uh, early this morning that the marketing genius from Bud Light has taken a leave of absence, <laughs> and the headline on the story was former Anheuser Busch oh. executive. Mm. Okay. Taking leave of absence. Is this the brainiac that came up with that ad campaign yes. that flopped? Yes. Uh, Her name is uh, Alyssa Heinerscheid. Heinerscheid. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um. <laughs> yeah, she's reportedly taking a, a a leave of absence following worldwide calls to boycott the formerly beloved beer. Mm-hmm. I bet they've watched sales numbers just. Because you know they can watch that daily ticker on how much they're selling. Well, uh, I bet they watched it plummet. Oh well, five billion dollars in losses. Now to well, a company like Anheuser Busch, yeah, with a B. <gasps> that's 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 not. I mean, that's a small percentage. Yeah. Overall. Mm-hmm. But five billion dollars, and you don't get those people back. You you know, once you ticked off a crowd like that, they're not coming back. They have so many other options. One of the know? most powerful is 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 
you know, the habit, when they, you get the habit form. And I don't mm-hmm. mean habit of drinking. I mean purchasing habits. Yeah, which kind you like. Right. What, and, what you and like. If you and go, if, if you go to something new for a couple of weeks, that becomes your new habit. The habit of watching football, the NFL. I couldn't, I couldn't not have a game on in mm-hmm. the house. Even right. if I wasn't sitting down in front, just having it on. Because there's a comfort level when you grow up with something. Sure. Absolutely. But when all that woke BS started with Kaepernick and then the NFL, you mm-hmm. know, all this. You might watch your team, but you're not watching it on their, all day. on their helmets yeah. and all that crap. I found out, you know what? I can, there's other things I can do. Watch your team and then move on. There's other things. Yeah. I can live without this mm-hmm. and have since. A lot of people have. A lot of people don't even watch their favorite teams anymore. And so, you know, these these diehard Bud Light, you know, bur- purchasers can go, "Hey, this Miller ain't so bad." Yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Coors, I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. like, I, I didn't know I'd like it so much. Molson, good beer, bring it on, Canada. Yeah. Hey, I like it. And they're already they're already have been impacted by the craft beer industry. Yeah, a lot of people have turned to that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they they may have lost people for a absolutely a, a permanent. Now there will be those that'll go back. Sure, uh, but, but there'll be people that are not. They're never coming back. You lost them for good. Oh boy! And 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 if if you're not familiar with why people left, they did a, an entire campaign, and she in in this marketing rep, Alyssa, was talking about how they wanted to have inclusivity and and in tolerance and mm-hmm. all these buzzwords that the left woke loves. Yeah. And people were like, really, you're going to go with Dylan Mulvaney? Oh, boy. Mm. And and who who is a, a man who likes to dress as a woman? Good move. Yeah. Good Way move. to go. Way yeah. to go, Anheuser-Busch, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is no longer an American-owned company. Oh, yeah, okay. Just, just mm-hmm. an FYI. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I told you before May. May's tough on me. Yeah, May is Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Our anniversary. Oh gosh! And my wife's birthday. Ooh, cha ching, cha ching. Not to mention some other people in my life. And you still have your mother alive, so you got to take care of and Mama my too. Mom, that's right. Mm-hmm. Which I do not begrudge. Um, but we were sitting on the porch and I told you one year, one year, I thought I'm going to do something bigger mm-hmm. and combine all three. Oh, okay. And, and yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> and, and, and oh, you're still paying for that. I'm sure. No, no, no. Okay, She's good. not like that. No, okay, but, but, but feelings might've been a little hurt when, yep. you know, when the next one came along and there wasn't a, another gift. Oh yeah. Not that she, and, 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 and believe me, she's not this. Right. Give me, in fact, she's quite the opposite. Yeah. I told you, I, I gave her a diamond tennis bracelet for our 10th wedding anniversary and she said, no, 
you get, take that back. That's too. That's too much. Extravagant. Yeah. Wow. She doesn't enjoy it if it if it's too cost too much. Yeah. It just doesn't enjoy. It. So what if anyway, you have the money, you can afford it. That's not the point. We can use that money for something else. Something better. Yeah. Okay. But she did tell me this year we were sitting on the porch just this week, and she said, you know, it's coming up, mm-hmm. and she's planning on. She does. Uh, medical mission trips with Samaritan's Purse. Okay. And there's a really nice backpack that some of these people that go on these trips use. And she wants one of those. And she goes, and she said, that'll be my mother's day and my birthday. And just do that. And that'll be. (laughs) Wow. Don't just do that. Don't just do that. Oh, I'll do something, you know, I'll do, but, but. She did say it. So Mother's Look, Day's if, coming up. A note to gentlemen listening, please, please, if you do one thing in your marriage, if she hints about something, do that. Oh, absolutely. Do that. <laughs> She's dropping hints because she knows you're going to do something that would be probably not appreciated. So if she drops a hint, remember it, listen, pay attention, <laughs> take care of it. But I'm... I was looking at the calendar. It's May 14th is Mother's Day this year. We're like three weeks away. Yeah, this is crazy. We're toward the end of April, Erin. Do you know almost half of Americans go out to eat on Mother's Day? Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's like the restaurant's biggest night. Biggest day. And a bunch of folks um, will go out for lunch. Half of those folks will take mom for lunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Um, true. Another half will go for dinner. About 30% of those kind of taken from both groups will will do a brunch. And about 20% or so will take mom out for breakfast. Which would your mom prefer? If you said, hey, mom, let's pick which meal you want and we'll take you out. It's on a Sunday? It's a Sunday, always. Then it'll be lunch. Because we're always at church. Not a dinner. Not, Not breakfast. Okay. We do breakfast on Saturday mornings. Okay. Now, if you were to move Mother's Day and say, hey, Mom, let's do breakfast on Saturday instead of Mother's Day, mm-hmm. would she be good with that? Oh, absolutely. She'd be fine she with love, that. My mom would love that. Okay. And so would Dina, quite yeah. frankly. Sure. Now, now, do you think the husband, I know we're running long, sorry, Rube. Do you think the husband is responsible to give the wife a Mother's Day gift? As the mother of his, his children? children, yeah. Absolutely. No, I disagree. Oh, I do. I I know I do. She's not your mama. She's the mother of my children. Well, then your children should get her a gift. When they're little, maybe daddy should take care of it. Right. But when they're grown uh, adults, she's not your mama. We're going to fight about this one all morning. <laughs> We're not going to fight at all. You, <laughs> I win. You'll okay, agree good. to disagree. No, yeah, you win. <laughs> Boy, you're learning fast. <laughs> I've been married almost 40 years and not learned something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I... Uh, I, I I just feel like sure yeah you know and it doesn't have to be extravagant right, well, not, right. not in my case at all yeah. you're recognizing you appreciate that's true you appreciate well a beautiful card a beautiful card or hand and handwritten note would be good thank you for being a great mom you know to if our I children. got one of those flowery you know we are counting the blessings of having you as a mother she'd go who who is this from who did that yeah. <laughs> Mine are the two, you know, pistachios sitting on the <laughs> kind of goofy. I can see your card now. Thanks for being the baby mama. <laughs> no. Love you. What a what? 7 FM, 7 10 Keel.
101.7 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Well, Joe Bidenflation going to announce tomorrow whether or not he intends to run for president, mm. our 80-year-old president. Mm-hmm. He's in. I think so. I think he thinks he is. Yeah. Do you think they're going to back him? Do you have Can I say to, they? Yeah. The, the Democrats, Democrat of party, course. The yeah, they have to back Democrat. a sitting president. Yeah. It'd be silly not to. Uh, now, just, here's here's another question. Is is Kamala Harris his running mate again? Probably. You think yeah, you think probably. so? You think they'll double down and Yeah. Yeah, I mean she's very popular. She you know, she brings a lot. She brings California and the West Coast and all those really far left folks and so yeah, she would probably be the the go-to for that. I'd let, be let shocked me do my if he Harris dumped her. Impersonation. <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> You're so That's bad. If he if he dumped her, that he would that would hurt his campaign. It would hurt his campaign a lot. It'd be a lot. Of, he'd lose a lot of women. He'd lose you know a lot of voters. He would lose. So we'll see. I, I expect him to be back in. How old is he again? Isn't he like eighty now? Closing in on it. Yeah. And and you know if you're eighty and you still you still have all your wits about you and you still can, fine sure yes absolutely but it's real apparent that it's not the case here. And I, I'm, I struggle with, with that, that there's so much that other people are doing for him now that is he really our commander-in-chief? Is someone else pulling the strings? He's not, no, no, he's, I'm sorry, he, he's not, he's not running a damn thing. It's frustrating. It really is. It's really frustrating to think that somebody else is in charge and we may not even know who it is. Again, his age doesn't bother me. His mental capacity does. Right. You know, when when you listen to, and it's striking when you see footage of him from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Now, he was still an idiot, but at least he was <laughs> pulling sentences together. He was vibrant. Yeah, active. And, you and know. he kind of focused. There was something mm-hmm. behind the eyes. Yep. Aaron, there's nothing behind the eyes. It's kind of scary. It is kind of scary. And, <sighs> and the world sees it. And that's... Mm-hmm. That's why we are where we are. Yeah, exactly. In our world situation. Mm-hmm. And why America has lost its superpower status. Because the world sees it. We're, yeah. We don't have leadership right now. No, we don't. And if, and if you think we do, you're not paying attention. You really aren't. Uh, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel. You're... One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty also a free download just the Keel News app absolutely free courtesy of Office Furniture Source that's how you connect with us on the uh, Shreveport Security Systems message board uh, Aaron we're talking about if you believe the that uh, husbands should buy Mother's Day gifts okay are you winning. No, Aaron, exactly how my husband feels. I'm not his mama. And I say, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, think the, I think the husband's job 
is to teach your children well, sure. to appreciate their mother and make sure they know to take care of their mother. And, you know, when they're little, of course, take them out, I, you know, t- like I would do for Father's Day. I would take my boys out. I'd give them a certain amount of money. I'd say, find something you think your daddy would like. If y'all want to pool your money together and buy him something jointly, you can do that. If you want to buy something separate, but I would take them and I'd say, now let's pick out a good card or we want to make a card with your handprint when they were a little bitty. We would do all that, but make sure your children know to appreciate their parent. That's your job. She's not your mommy. And you should take care of your mother while she's still here. Definitely. I mean, splurge everything you can. Absolutely. I love this. We have a tradition of Saturday morning breakfast. Mm -hmm. My sister, you know, we'll we'll get together and go to Strawn's or something and have breakfast on Saturdays. Yes. And and you know, the, the thing that mom wants is time with her loved ones. She wants just relaxation. She doesn't want to have to cook or clean. You know, if you got up and, and changed the sheets on the bed for mom that day, washed them, folded, put them away, put new sheets, there would, there, it would be immeasurably appreciated, unbelievably appreciated. Just something that normally she would do, you decide you're just going to do spur of the moment. Just something simple. Mom loves those kind of things. Okay. Love, love, love. <sighs> but we're less than three weeks away now. For Mother's Day. I can't believe it's here. School will be out on May 19th. We're less than a month away from school being out. Right. Seniors have a couple more weeks. That's it. And then they're done. It uh, just flies by. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, Aaron, in three weeks, I, I will have been here a year. Golly. Is that nuts? May 4th, I hit 39 years. Star Can't Wars believe. Day. I started when I was two. <laughs> yeah I'll work with that okay yeah i'll say 12 i'll even go up to 12 started when i was 12 okay how's that sound yeah better well but, since i know for a fact you and i are almost exactly the same age within a matter of weeks <laughs> we are yeah that's true i started at 12 to, and i must okay. have started at 10 because 10, I was, yeah. yeah yeah you were younger yeah exactly <laughs> and this by the way is leap testing week that it kicks off wednesday and if you know a teacher Give them some love this week because leap testing is a big, stressful week for them. Starts Wednesday, and I think it wraps up Tuesday of next week, perhaps Wednesday. I'm not sure. And, uh, you know, everything hinges on leap test scores, which is sad, but it does. You know, how the kids perform, it shows how the schools perform, you know, and it goes up the chain. So, State uh, of Louisiana has a surplus of funds. Mm-hmm. How to spend those funds. Well, Alan Seaball has some ideas, and he'll join us coming up after the news. Top of the hour. Mike and McCarthy. One hundred one seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Chairman of the Louisiana Freedom Caucus, State Representative Alan Seabaugh. Good morning, Alan. We understand you're on your way to Baton Rouge, but you have safely pulled over to talk with us. Thank you. That, that is correct. I have done so, yes. I'm, I'm at what appears to be a future site of an Exxon station somewhere just south of Natchitoches. We love economic growth. <laughs> You guys, yeah. you guys are, are trying to hold this governor's feet to the fire in terms of spending, um, which would um, essentially explain what you guys are doing with regard to the Louisiana Conservative Caucus to keep the expenditure limits 
in place so this governor doesn't go hog wild? Okay. You got to keep in mind the conservative caucus and the freedom caucus are, are, are different. Right. But we are working we're working together on this. I, I'm actually a member of, and board member of both. I'm the past chairman of the conservative caucus and I'm the current chairman of the freedom caucus. Um, well, we, here's what we're doing. We're trying to be fiscally responsible because right now, because of the covid numbers and I mean, money, the federal money that came in and, and, and hurricane money and other things, we're in the unusual position of having uh, not only, this sounds simple, I mean, it sounds different, but we have a surplus and we have an excess. And and those are different, which sounds a little weird. But um, we we have this extra money. And the question is what to do with it. It's just like if you have your your budget and you get an influx of cash, Mm -hmm. what's the responsible thing to do? If you're carrying debt that you're paying interest on, it would make sense to pay that off rather than going and uh, buying new things or uh, incurring uh, other debt, which you're going to have to pay back later. And that's, that's essentially what, where the state is now. We have, uh, we, we have money. We can put money into roads, we, which we need to. We can fully fund higher education and everything else. But what we're trying to do is pay off the, the initial unfunded accrued liability within the teacher retirement system and lasers, which is the Louisiana, uh, em- the, the state employee retirement system. We have the money to do that. And what, what that goes back to the 80s when Romer was governor, they looked at it and they saw all this unfunded liability. So they essentially borrowed the money to pay it back. And we're, we're paying back like a 60 year mortgage and, and there's huge interest payments, um, depending on which numbers you look at somewhere between two and three hundred million dollars a year mm-hmm. and the locals with the teacher retirement system the locals are having to pay part of that so what we're essentially proposing is that we use the surplus to pay these off so that we no longer have to make those pay those two and three hundred million dollar interest payments mm-hmm. and that frees that money up for future governors and future legislatures to spend on higher ed or whatever they want it also frees up the locals we're essentially paying the locals debt off then you don't have to pay that anymore and you can use your savings for teacher raises or infrastructure investment however you want to spend it locally so it's a win-win what we're trying to not do is bust the spending cap because we have a provision that does not allow us to increase spending more than two and a half percent in any given year um, without a two-thirds vote of the legislature and there's going to be a, a bill or a resolution that comes through granting permission to spend more than that two and a half percent. And when that happens, if you go up to five percent or whatever, mm. you, you increase the budget, then you're not using that money to pay off the past debt. Yeah. What you're doing is you're incurring future expenses that are going to be recurring and you're and you're going to have to pay them next year and the next and the next when we might not be having surplus. So we, we might not be in this position. Well, so, it, it sounds um, like what you're proposing makes a lot of sense. Uh, so uh, I would imagine, are you getting kickbacks from the left, from Democrats? I'm sure we will. We, we, I mean, this just came out. Um, I, 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 you know, the, the, the interesting thing is when, you know, when you have the cash, everybody has a shiny new object that they would really like to buy for their district. Um, and there's a, we, we have money available to do that. 
So we're going to have to try to keep uh, fiscal responsibility in the forefront and say, let, let's do what's right, not only for this year, but let's do what's right for next year and the next and the next when we probably won't have these surpluses. Um, you know, the 0.45 is rolling off in two years. Everybody sees deficits coming. The last thing we want to do is saddle the next governor uh, and the next legislature with deficits that are that are avoidable at this point. We have the tool to get out of debt, to, to pay off debt that we are paying a lot of interest on every year, that we can free that up um, for, for future legislatures and future governors to spend responsibly on their own. Let me, um, let me ask you something, Alan. Let me ask you something, because you and I both know this, and I, nobody can explain it to me logically. Um, when when this governor took over eight years ago, our budget was about $29 billion. His budget is closing in on $50 billion. And we've yes. and we've lost people. We don't have it. We don't have as many people to serve. What is his logical? What is he and Jay Dart? What is their logical explanation for that? I, I, I that's very difficult for me to explain because I don't understand it either. We have fewer people. We provide fewer services, um, and yet our budget is considerably bigger. Twenty billion dollars bigger. No matter how you slice or dice it. And are um, our roads better? Are our schools better? You. Have exactly. we seen improvement? No. That's the that I mean that's the issue. The the the, the roads aren't better. The the schools aren't better. Not, nothing's gotten better. In fact, you could point to just about every statistic. We've gotten worse over the last seven years, but we're trying to spend twenty billion dollars more than we did seven years ago to get less for less people. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, the, 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 the fundamentally correct thing to do is to pay off debt, uh, free this up for future generations, future legislatures, um, and, and to move forward in a fiscally responsible manner. Um, what what the, the executive budget this year does not uh, contemplate paying off the debt. And the, we, we've run this by several people in the legislature. Everybody we've talked about has has seemed to like the idea and said it's a good idea but i need to study the numbers specifically so we, we're not getting as much pushback as we expected um we have not run it by the governor or the left as you referred to him but we we've run it by the moderates in the house they seem to be on board with the concept so i'm, I'm cautiously optimistic at this point but the uh the explosion in the state budget is is ridiculous and 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 you have to go back to the point four five which was essentially five hundred million dollars a year mm -hmm. we we fought the tax increase tooth and nail three special sessions to finally get it passed and the surplus has been greater than the tax increase every single year since then there was a couple of us that were saying we do not need to raise taxes we don't need to pass this 0.45. We don't need to saddle people with a tax increase because we have enough money. And we were 100% correct because every year since then, we've had a surplus that was in excess of the amount brought in by the 0.45. Sometimes you can be fiscally responsible. You can look to the future and you can act appropriately. We did not do that in 2018. Again, we, so some of us voted no. 
and we fought it as hard as we possibly could. But they finally got the two-thirds vote of both houses, and it passed. And ever since then, we've been discussing how to give it back, how to divert it to roads or other projects, um, which is a conversation we need to have. Mm-hmm. I would like to just give it back to the people but because we don't need it anymore. Yeah, thanks. Um, but oh. I, I, that, that would be the, the correct thing to do, in my opinion. But, um, you know, as of now, we're still collecting it, and we're fighting over it, whether to give it back or how to divert it. But either way, it's going to go away in two years. Mm. And so if you don't get spending under control, you're going to have the next governor and the next legislature come in with expectations of a 46 or a $48 billion budget and and maybe considerably less actually coming in. Right. So uh, it, it, it's just, you know, when you have a one-time windfall of, of cash, um, it makes sense to, to treat it responsibly. And, you know, we actually have provisions in the Constitution that says when you have this one-time money, this, you know, windfall or surplus like this, you're, there's only certain ways that you can legally spend it. Mm-hmm. But the legislature, it's in the 13 years that I've been there, the legislature tends to find ways around that. Gotcha. Um, and there are some, some of us have been trying to hold feet to the fire going all the way back to Jindal. It's not just a John Bell thing. Jindal did it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trying to hold feet to the fire and say, let's be fiscally irresponsible with people's money. If you're taking money out of the paychecks of hardworking people, let's at least treat it responsibly and let's give back every penny that we can. And if we are going to take it, let's make sure we spend it where it needs to be spent and not waste it. I'm not holding my breath, but uh, Alan, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Be careful on your way to Baton Rouge. Thank you. We are cautiously optimistic at this point. Good. Thank you, well, sir. I'm glad to hear that. Thank Thanks, you. Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan Seaball, State Representative, Chairman of the uh, Louisiana Freedom Caucus with Mike and McCarthy. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Uh, uh-huh. Alan Seaball talking about the state surplus that mm. one of the messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board said exactly what I, th- I think. It, it'll never come back to the people. Yeah. The money will never, even though that's what Alan says he would like to see yeah. happen. I'm I'm stunned. by Alan got me digging through the state budget stuff for this year. And this is the governor's proposal. This is how petty this man this is. is. This, this is ridiculous. From the state general fund, here's some of the agencies he's proposed cutting. The attorney general, he don't like Jeff Landry. He don't like people in that office. Yeah. The lieutenant governor's office, he's proposing to cut uh, from $3.3 million to $1.3 million. Uh, Over uh, uh, about two-thirds of his budget. Yes, Youth services would be cut. Ag and forestry would face a cut. DOTD would be cut by three million. What's one of because the biggest? Because our roads are so good. What's one of the biggest problems in our state? Roads. Let's cut three over three point three million dollars from our budget. Um, corrections department. Isn't that something we have a problem with now? Crime. He's proposing cutting six million dollars from the corrections budget. I'm going to go on. I'm going to no money from the general fund in capital outlay. It's a fifty million dollar cut. No money in the capital outlay budget from the general fund. 
gone from fifty million a year ago to nothing. Zero. You know, he is on the way out. So here's another one that you need you need to know about. The executive department, which is the governor's budget. He's on the way out. Might as well cut it. He's proposing cutting the governor's budget by ninety one million dollars he didn't propose this when he was governor no i didn't see a cut to the executive budget when he was governor i did not 171 million in cuts so he's responsible he's you know you're cutting things that 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 you don't like because you have a beef with them and then you're cutting the incoming governor's budget i'm about to go nuts you know what maybe we can get the governor on the air Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll yeah, happen. That's gonna happen. Yeah, not gonna happen. Th- this is petty stuff, guys, and I'm I'm just done with it. I really am. It's time to change how we run government. It really is. It's frustrating as heck. Oh, it's not Lord. gonna change as long as we keep electing these yahoos in office. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, my oh, gosh, boy, but what a are mess. We, but are we electing them? One oh one seven FM seven ten Kia. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty talking about the state surplus and Governor Edwards. I can't believe we're saying Governor Edwards again. I know. Um, his <laughs> proposed budget cuts and on the Jack, on the uh, Shreveport Security Systems message board. Sarah Kate says, "Serious question: When you're stressed over the explosion of the budget, then see cuts you just read." What are your ideas? Did you see areas that should have been cut but weren't cut? I agree. Some look completely retaliatory on their face. So what should have been cut that wasn't? Good question. Good question, Sarah Kate. Let's first, let's try across the board cuts. Right. A small percentage across the board. From everybody. Then that doesn't look fishy. You know, what the governor's cutting, it's like hand-picked cuts from people that he doesn't agree with, he doesn't like. Uh, his predecessor's budget is cut by what ninety million? What what is the the ninety one million? Seriously, you're going to cut your your net your predecessor's budget by ninety one million, and that doesn't look fishy. Let's do across the board. Every if we're going to cut, everybody loses five percent. Let's start there. Wait, predecessor? That's the one that I came mean successor. You. Excuse thank me, you. successor. You're, you know I was what I confused. meant? Confused? No, nope, I did. I'm okay, pivoting up. So. Um, th- that's where I am. Let's say 5% cuts for everybody. Well, do, do we really think a $48 billion budget is needed in Louisiana when we have lost population? Between 21 and 20, our population dropped by almost 40,000 people. Okay, so if there are less services, if there are less people, mm-hmm. then you would think... There yeah. would be less services needed to provide for those people. You're not paying out as much welfare. You're not paying out, you know, uh, fewer salaries. kids in schools. You fewer don't have to send the money. Per- you know, money follows the kids. Well, if you have, we we have the problem here in Caddo. We've been talking about for a week declining enrollment. Right. So your MFP money doesn't have to come to Caddo because you have fewer students. You know, you're not spending as much on services, but your budget has exploded. It's time to start belt tightening, folks. It's time to start buckling it up. Because if we if we have a $48 billion budget, and you can tell me we're tops in education, we have the best roads in the country, yeah, we you. have the best infrastructure, we have the best programs, we, we have the best colleges. We don't. We don't. We don't. 
We're still at the bottom of all the lists. You want to almost double our budget. And we're continuing to throw money at it. It's not working. That's what happens. Oh. When when look at look at cities look at these left run cities, mm-hmm. are they successes? Please illustrate to me a left run city that is a success. Chicago, I don't think so. Detroit, Baltimore, New York, yeah, San Francisco. I mean, please point one out to me. I just don't. I just cannot stomach a forty eight billion dollar budget from about thirty billion eight years ago. And, the, and what point to something you can show for it? Please, someone <laughs> tell you. me what's that's, better. That's what I'm, yes. What lists have we climbed to the top of? Oh, we did. Wait, we did. Don't, no, don't ask that. Syphilis. <laughs> yeah, we're good there. Chlamydia. We got that. We're right there, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. One seven FM. One seven FM seven ten Kio Mike and McCarty. Okay, what's a Cajun calculator? <laughs> we <laughs> don't had know. A couple messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. I don't that, know. Uh, what a Cajun the calcul- legislature is using Cajun calculators. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, about that one. Does that factor in alligators' teeth or something? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I'm just saying, and there may be an extra. Someone's texted me and said there may be an extra payroll period. Uh, you know, this year or something, that's fine and dandy, but then that would impact every agency. That wouldn't just impact the ones the governor likes or doesn't like or has a beef with or doesn't have a beef with. That's my issue is you're going to cut the the incoming governor's budget by 91, but you're not going to cut, you know, this agency over here. Okay, and- who was it that, that cut the the governor's budget, the incoming governor then struggled, you know, and then the then the previous governor came back and ran saying, well, look at yeah. the disaster he caused. I got a text about that. It's exactly what Edwin Edwards did. It was Edwards. That's what I thought. When he knew he was going to be term limited in 79, he set up the budget in such a way that it would have been impossible for his successor to be successful. Then he spent four years running against Dave Treen, blaming him for the financial situation that Edwin orchestrated. Is he taking a playbook out of his namesake, Edwin Edwards? Is John Bell doing the same thing? Well, we we were wondering, is John Bell going to run again in four years? People have speculated that. And Others does, have said he's going to run against Cassidy. That's right. that we've been here. You know, Cassidy is not the golden child of the, the conservatives right now. Uh, will some of them go vote for, would you, uh, you know, message I sure us, please. hell would not vote for Edwards over Cassidy. So if your choice is Cassidy or Edwards, who do you vote for? Message us, please. Let us know. Oh, I'd if vote that's for Cassidy. Choice. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yes, absolutely. But there are people who are so upset with Cassidy, they might even vote for John Bell for senator. Oh, shut up. Before they would vote you for Cassidy. You should have all your human privileges revoked. <laughs> there cassidy has ticked a lot of people off and we'll see could john bell make a run at him i don't know but more than john bell people get so angry at somebody they will say anybody but cassidy 
anybody but Cassidy, and they could pull the they could push the button for John Bell over Cassidy. And that's what John Bell is hoping for, if that's where he's headed. But it looks like he's setting up for, to he sit out for like four he's years right. and come back. And then he can... In, oh. Save the day. He'll come back and People, save the day. look through this, okay? Uh, he's proposing to cut his successor's budget, the executive department of Louisiana government, by $91 million. Who does that on the way out the door? And he's, and he's proposing to cut the DOTD. Yeah. So these roads that already suck, excuse uh-huh. me for saying this, mm-hmm. now he's cutting more money out of the budget. Yep. So he can come back in four years and go, <laughs> they Save didn't fix the, the roads. Yeah. Here's what I plan to do. And the corrections department budget is cut. Isn't that kind of a little bit of a problem in Louisiana right now? Thank you. Oh. Now you've got my heart rate going. Yeah, I'm going to need to unpib. Uh, mm. I'm going to go get some uh, cognac in my coffee. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM 710 Keo play stupid games you win stupid prizes. Mm. Mike and McCarty uh we <laughs> we got the Shreveport Security Systems message board all of fire about the yeah. budget issue. Uh Alan Seaball spoke with us earlier this morning. If you missed that, we'll play that at uh, what 8:40? Yes, we can do that. Definitely. And uh uh, talking about the surplus the state received from federal funds, mm-hmm. not any not any fiscal responsibility from the state right. has, has led to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, see, uh, Alan was saying a lot of it was, um, you know, maybe we should return to the people. Yeah, exactly. What what we are not we don't need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing we need to get we need to get back to trimming the budget and people are saying we we have to talk about what happened last night uh valley view and mansfield road um we haven't talked about it all morning a officer involved shooting death where we believe a 33 year old man has died it was to be a traffic stop that ended up out on the ground where apparently there was a tussle for a gun and the officers are struggling with the the suspect who apparently had a gun or they believe he had a gun on him and they end up shooting him um, in the video it looks like several times he was shot several times i'm not sure about that state police have been called in to investigate um but you know if you're fighting with a suspect who you believe is armed and you're a police officer trying you're to protect yeah. yourself mm-hmm, absolutely if and, you fear if you can demonstrate to it that's one of the things in fact one of the things i tell my daughter you know mm-hmm. who i train to use a weapon safely and effectively you have to be able to demonstrate you were in fear of your life right or right. bodily harm mm-hmm. in order to you know justify using that and if those officers obviously they there was a, a situation they felt 
they were in danger. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the suspect was not cooperative. Um, he was struggling with them. And there's, there, okay, don't fight with the police. Take your case and, mm -hmm. and you'll do much, much better in a court of law if they're wrong. Yeah, and the, and there was someone who apparently videoed this incident. Um, I think Ruben is working. Uh, we're, we're debating that whether or not we want to put that out there. It's a little rough. It is a little rough, and I and I'm not sure. We'll let our our digital people decide whether or not that's a good idea. But um, you know, pray for the families involved, of course, the officers as well, and the deceased man. Um, state police now investigating. We'll play that uh, conversation with Alan Seabaugh coming up at 8:40. Mike and McCarty. Okay. One seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. Thank you for joining us, spending your Monday with us. Um, I, I did come across a story that just kind of made me smile. Didn't it gave me not a little satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing genius. Here's to you, marketing genius. Mm -hmm. You've seen those now. Yeah. The, somebody's even come up with the, the, a recent one. And that's what people, that's what people like, you know, the dilly dilly guys, right? And, right. and the marketing genius. Mm -hmm. uh, the the lady's name is Alyssa Heinerscheid. Yeah. And again, remember, Anheuser Busch is not an American owned company anymore. Since, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, 2013. Um, it was sold to a foreign entity mm. that I don't have in front of me at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but and uh, Alyssa Heinerscheid has taken a leave of absence following worldwide calls to boycott the formerly beloved beer after uh, starting an ad campaign with this mentally deranged <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney. Who, who wants to be a woman. Uh, it's a man who wants to dress up as a woman. And uh, Bud Light actually did a, an entire series of cans with his this dude's picture on it mm -hmm. as, as, I don't know what his woman's name is. And your core demographic... Bud Light. ...is dumping you, and you're wondering why. Well, it, it, apparently it affected their overall budget like by $5 billion. With a B? Since this, yes, since that campaign came Ooh. out. Now, you're looking at a company that, that's, that's a small percentage of their budget and their profits, mm -hmm. which is, is but incredible. But it's still $5 billion with a B. $5 billion? Yeah, yeah. People are finding another beer. So there, and we did get messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board saying, you know, look, Anheuser Busch owns a lot of brands. Let me run through them real quick in case you want to know, including Miller, I think, uh, Michelob Ultra, yeah, Natural Light, Bush, Estrella, Stella Artois. I don't know how to say That's that. That's it. Perfect. Uh, Land Shark, Ho Garden, Shock Top, Presidente Beer. 
There's a bunch of craft partners, but Miller's not on the list. But okay. they do own Natural Light and Michelob Ultra, which is a very popular beer. So if you're trying to do away with Budweiser, Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch products, those are on the list too, along with, of course, Bush. See, I had to do a re- I had to do a search one time uh, during the presidential campaign of John Kerry, mm-hmm. and I saw where Teresa Hines. Carrie yeah. has you know, uh, taken over through marriage the Heinz Corporation. She married a Heinz before John Kerry. Mm-hmm. And she, and when I found out what Teresa Heinz Carey was donating to, which were far left organizations and causes, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm I'm not I'm not helping pay for those. Yeah. So I stopped buying Heinz products. Now, Can't did my that. little piddly you know, and my sister loves the Heinz ketchup. Okay, fine. If mm-hmm. it's at a restaurant, I'll I'll use it. I didn't pay for it, but I'm not buying. And I love Heinz Fifty Seven. Mm-hmm. But the Stopped Brookshire's, oh, hell yeah, no, love the my Brookshire's. Heinz. I know, but you find something else. No, nothing's what the I'm same. What I'm saying, people, you know, will go. You know what? Let me try another one. Let me try Miller. Yeah. You're going to find something you like. See if I like it. And if you, you try for a couple of weeks, you might like it. And and I go back to the NFL. When the when the NFL went all woke, the NFL for crying out loud, which is almost as absurd as the NHL going woke. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I can live without it and found that I could. And some of these big companies, you know, they say... Okay, we're going to lose some money. We're okay with that. Right. We'd, we'd rather be politically correct and lose a little money, and we're on the good side of history. Whatever. I, you know, $5 billion's a lot of money, Budweiser. I don't know if that was a calculated risk on their part. Right. I think this lady, Anissa, I think she took this upon herself because she had that authority at the time and said, we're going to do this with the inclusion and... And <laughs> to have nobody check it and go, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. I don't know that she ran that up the proverbial flagpole. Mm-hmm. Obviously not. And now they're saying, okay, yeah, you need to, yeah, we're going to, we got to make some changes. <laughs> we're taking a break from you. Yeah. <laughs> She's taking a leave of absence. Okay. I'd be interested to know if she comes back and if she does where. Yeah. Just just be interested to know. That's true. And when we come back, I want to talk about the uh, city council this week. They have a lot of things on their plate uh, to improve our city. Will they move these things forward? Will they be uh, roadblocks in the way for the mayor? I'm going to talk about that. All right. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. Mike and McCarty. What a- One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty, Shreveport City Council going to be busy on their uh, next work session, mm-hmm, which is today, and then tomorrow they're they're meeting. Um, they delayed the vote on Tom Dark last time because there were some questions about um, the mayor asked it to ask for it to be delayed. Um, he's proposing Tom's salary to be Tom Dark's salary to be two hundred plus thousand, two twenty five, I think, 
Um, they had some questions about that. But the other thing that is interesting is the mayor's proposed some budget amendments to put money in for street repairs, uh, demolition and blight abatement, street lighting and litter abatement. Um, Which are these are campaign follow ups. I mean, yes. Yes, so. exactly. And we got the list of the streets that they were planning. It's about nine and a half million dollars. The mayor wants to work on uh, street improvements. And we got the list of streets, and we heard from uh, Councilman Alan Jackson, who said they the reason they delayed that was because there's a little bit of concern about what streets are the top priorities. Yeah. Are they going to even it out among all the council districts, or are they going to do the streets that are in the worst shape first? So that's something that, you know, and I have asked today for an updated list. If there's a new list of streets, I would like to see that as compared to the list the mayor uh, presented to the council about a month ago. But this is moving forward on some of those campaign promises to to take action and make some improvements and and make our city look better. Nine and a half million for streets, mm-hmm. one million for demolition and blight abatement. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yes, uh, a lot of them are houses, uh, old houses that right. small houses in bad areas that have been just seemingly abandoned. The owners uh, unwilling. To, you know, to do anything with them. And some are burned out that just kind of sit there and they just fall down and fall apart. And a lot of times homeless folks will use them and um, they just keep getting more and more right. run down. And, and most of those are in the inner city areas of town. $500,000 for street lighting. That's, now, and I'm not trying to be silly, that includes I-20? The city yeah. is responsible. Is that correct? Well, yeah, that, that's a, an old sore for me. But the, make a, let's make a distinction because in the in the uh, bond issue, we approved that big public safety package that has five million in it for street lighting. Let's be real clear: this is not that. The five million is for new lights, like say a neighborhood that has no lights, where it's a high crime area. The city's going to use that bond issue money, the five million, to go in and put new lights around town. This five hundred thousand is to fix the lights that keep that are continuing to be a problem that the city's responsible for. We already have money in the budget, but this adds more so that we can make sure like on I twenty, you and I have noticed it over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a whole stretch will go out. Whole stretch from uh, most recently from uh, uh, Monk House all the way to Pines Road. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is to go in and make sure that if the wires need replacing, you know, they can fix that. The, they're, they're doing a project right now on the Cross Lake Bridge. So those who text me and email me about the Cross Lake Bridge, they are working on that actively. But I found something that was interesting when we talk about I-20. In Baton Rouge on I-10, I saw a piece that Intergy took care of the lights on I-10. And I wondered why Swepco is not responsible for the lights on our interstate. There must be a financial arrangement that, you know, hey, we'll put the lights in, you fix and maintain them. I'm curious why it's done differently in different cities. And maybe we need to look at, hey, let's let's make this uniform how we do it in one city. We do it in all. I don't know. But um, the city is responsible for the interstate. Now, they do have to get, I think, some areas they have to get DOTD's permission because you may have to close a lane on an interstate to take care of the lights. So they, they do have to cooperate with each other. But I know SWEPCO is responsible for some of the lights on Uri, some of the lights on the parkway, and some other parts of town. 
So this is some extra money to keep our lights on so they don't keep going off. And so I don't have to keep emailing everybody about lights. We had, and and there are neighborhoods that need additional, you know, or better Mm -hmm. lighting. Right. And that'll come from the bond issue and they'll have to go bid that and, you know, do all that to put in new lighting. Um, and then the city will have to, you know, decide, are we responsible for these or do we make an agreement with Swepco? I mean, you're going to handle most of it the same way you'd handle other neighborhood lights. And they have numbers on them. If you notice those light poles, they have numbers on them. And you can report on the city's website what lights are out, what pole number you're, you're complaining about. Um, but my complaints are typically there's a whole stretch out, you right, know, here or right. there or wherever. Another thing in this budget is 500000 for litter pickup. I think, and, I, and we're hopefully going to have the mayor on tomorrow, I think this doubles the amount of money we're spending for litter pickup. Is which, it just me, or does it does I-20 look better than it has in the past? It is better. It, there, it there really is, does. There is a box spring uh, out there today, right there at Hearn Avenue. If you need a box spring, it's oh, out there. Oh, I did there. see that. Yeah, yes. it's... Uh, it's out there and i'm sure it fell off a truck so it's probably not good <laughs> but if you're looking for a box spring it looked like about a, a queen I size i can't think of anything more disgusting than somebody's used mattress yeah this is a box spring it goes under the mattress you might uh-huh. be okay, okay with it well, that makes it better only a few bed bugs oh. <laughs> so the council's going to be looking at these budget amendments tomorrow i'm hoping they move them forward because you know, everywhere I go, and I know if you're listening, you hear it too. You know, fix our streets, get rid of the the blight. You know, fix our street lights, pick up the litter. We look trashy. We need to fix it up. So, now, you know, do we expect kickback on Tom Dark and Sherika Jones? I don't think so. I think they're going to move forward with okay. that. I, th- I think that you know today we'll get the uh, confirmation, and then they will settle in. They really have settled in already. I mean, they're doing Pretty the job. Much, yes. Um, it's just now this is going to be confirmed. They both have agreed to take the positions. I'm, you know, we to be honest, to ask, ask the mayor about city attorney. Yes, he's working on that one too. And and you know what? He's also got on the agenda. A chief technology officer, he's got somebody up for appointment to that. We previously, we thought he was not going to have that person again. He was not going to appoint, but he's got a name on the agenda for a new chief technology officer. So we'll see where he's going with that. Yeah. It's gonna, he's, in, he's headed back from Austin today, so we hope to have him join us tomorrow morning. State Representative Alan Seaball spoke with us earlier this morning about the state surplus funds. What should be done with those? Uh, hear that conversation at 840. Mike and McCarty. 101.7 FM. seven. FM. 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty. We were talking earlier about you asked the question uh, if Edwards is positioning himself to run again for governor in Mm -hmm. four years. Yeah. Speculation has been he's going to run against Cassidy. Mm -hmm. And who would you vote for? Because Cassidy, not a favorite currently amongst conservatives. Nope, they're not happy with him. I would still vote for him over... He has it. Cassidy, I didn't agree with some things that he's done. But when you talk to him, he's been in this studio. And when you talk oh, to him, absolutely. He's, still, yeah, he still considers himself a conservative absolutely. representative. Absolutely. Um, so, I, you know, I, but, but between he and Edwards, there's no question. Yeah. 
uh, Pop on the Shreveport Security Systems message board said, if it comes between Edwards and Cassidy, I will write in Aaron's name. <laughs> if possible, no, I'll vote for Edwards and move oh. out of the state. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Pop. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, my. It's yeah. a struggle. It's a struggle. I, You know, there are some who think Edwards will sit out four years and then come back and run for governor again, too. Which is, when you look at this budget, he's setting up the next, gover- the next governor to fail. Yeah. I've been digging into it. I'm looking at it more and Cutting more Cutting billions out of the, the, the uh, governor's budget. Millions, yeah. yeah. That's what I said. Out of the executive office budget, 91 million here and another million. Right. I mean, it's... Why would you do that? I don't think he did that during his years. Did you cut your own budget by $91 million? Hmm. Ah, I'll go look. Alan Seabaugh talks about that, the funding uh, that the uh, the legislature, what, what do we need to do with this surplus in funds? He'll let us know next. Mike and McC- One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, Chairman of the Louisiana Freedom Caucus, State Representative Alan Sebaugh. Good morning, Alan. We understand you're on your way to Baton Rouge, but you have safely pulled over to talk with us. Thank you. That, that is correct. I have done so. Yes, I'm. I'm at what appears to be a future site of an Exxon station somewhere just south of Natchitoches. We love economic growth. <laughs> You guys, yeah. you guys are are trying to hold this governor's feet to the fire in terms of spending, um, which would um, essentially explain what you guys are doing with regard to the Louisiana Conservative Caucus to keep the expenditure <coughs> limits in place so this governor doesn't go hog wild. Okay, <clears throat> you got to keep in mind the Conservative Caucus and the Freedom Caucus are, are are different, right? But we are working we are working together on this. I, I'm actually a member of and board member of both. I'm the past chairman of the Conservative Caucus, and I'm the current chairman of the Freedom Caucus. Um, what we, here's what we're doing. We're trying to be fiscally responsible, because right now, because of the COVID numbers and, I mean, money, the federal money that came in and, and, and hurricane money and other things, we're in the unusual position of, of having uh, not only, it, this sounds simple, I mean, it sounds different, but we have a surplus and we have an excess, and, and they're, those are different which sounds a little weird but um we we have this extra money and the question is what to do with it the it's, it's just like if you have your your budget and you get an influx of cash mm-hmm. what's the responsible thing to do if you're carrying debt that you're paying interest on it would make sense to pay that off rather than going and uh, buying new things or uh incurring uh other debt which you're going to have to pay back later, and that's that's essentially what where the state is now. We have uh, we we have money. We can put money into roads, we which we need to. We can fully fund higher education and everything else. But what we're trying to do is pay off the the initial unfunded accrued liability within the teacher retirement system and lasers, which is the Louisiana uh, em, the the state employee retirement system we have the money to do that and what what that goes back to the 80s when romer was governor they looked at it and they saw all this unfunded liability so they essentially borrowed the money to pay it back and we're we're paying back like a 60-year mortgage and and the huge interest payments um 
depending on which numbers you look at, somewhere between two and $300 million a year. Mm-hmm. And the locals with the teacher retirement system, the locals are having to pay part of that. So what we're essentially proposing is that we use the surplus to pay these off so that we no longer have to make those pay those two and three hundred million dollar interest payments. Mm-hmm. And that frees that money up for future governors and future legislatures to spend on higher ed or whatever they want. It also frees up the locals. We're essentially paying the locals debt off. Then you don't have to pay that anymore. And you can use your savings for teacher raises or infrastructure investment, however you want to spend it locally. So it's a win-win. What we're trying to not do is bust the spending cap because we have a provision that does not allow us to increase spending more than 2.5% in any given year um, without a two-thirds vote of the legislature. And there's going to be a a bill or a resolution that comes through granting permission to spend more than that 2.5%. And when that happens, if you go up to 5% or whatever, Mm. you you increase the budget, then you're not using that money to pay off the past debt. What you're doing is you're incurring future expenses that are going to be recurring, and you're going to have to pay them next year and the next and the next, when we might not be having surpluses. So we we might not be in this position. Well, it it sounds um, like what you're proposing makes a lot of sense. Uh, So... I would imagine, are you getting kickbacks from the left, from Democrats? I'm sure we will. We, we, I mean, this just came out. Um, I, 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 you know, the, the, the interesting thing is when, you know, when you have the cash, everybody has a shiny new object that they would really like to buy for their district. Um, and there's a, we, we have money available to do that. So we're going to have to try to keep uh, fiscal responsibility in the forefront and say, let, let's do what's right, not only for this year, but let's do what's right for next year and the next and the next, when we probably won't have these surpluses. Um, you know, the point four five is rolling off in two years. Everybody sees deficits coming. The last thing we want to do is saddle the next governor uh, and the next legislature with deficits that are, pre- that are avoidable at this point. We have the tool to get out of debt. To, to pay off debt that we are paying a lot of interest on every year, that we can free that up um, for for future legislatures and future governors to spend responsibly on their own. Let me um, let me ask you something, Alan. Let me ask you something because you and I both know this, and I nobody can explain it to me logically. Um, when when this governor took over eight years ago, our budget was about twenty nine billion dollars. His budget is closing in on fifty billion, and we've yes. and we've lost people. We don't have it. We don't have as many people to serve. What is his logical? What is he and Jay Dart? What is their logical explanation for that? I, I, I that's very difficult for me to explain because I don't understand it either. We have fewer people. We provide fewer services, um, and yet our budget is considerably bigger. Twenty billion dollars bigger, no matter. Highest ice or dice it. And are um, our roads better? Are our schools thank better? You. Have exactly. we seen improvement? No. That's the that I mean that's the issue. The the the, the roads aren't better. The the schools aren't better. Not, nothing's gotten better. In fact, you could point to just about every statistic. We've gotten worse over the last seven years. But we're trying to spend twenty billion dollars more 
than we did seven years ago to get less for less people. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, the, 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 the fundamentally correct thing to do is to pay off debt, uh, free this up for future generations, future legislatures, um, and, and to move forward in a fiscally responsible manner. Um, what, what the, the executive budget this year does not uh, contemplate paying off the debt. And the, we, we've run this by several people in the legislature. Everybody we've talked about has, has seemed to like the idea and said it's a good idea, but I need to study the numbers specifically. So we, we're not getting as much pushback as we expected. Um, we have not run it by the governor or the left, as you referred to him, but we, we've run it by the moderates in the House they seem to be on board with the concept. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic at this point, but the uh, the explosion in the state budget is is ridiculous. And, and, and you have to go back to the point four five, which was essentially five hundred million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. We we fought the tax increase tooth and nail, three special sessions to finally get it passed and the surplus has been greater than the tax increase every single year since then. There was a couple of us that were saying, we do not need to raise taxes. We don't need to pass this .45. We don't need to saddle people with a tax increase because we have enough money. And we were 100% correct because every year since then, we've had a surplus that was in excess of the amount brought in by the .45. Sometimes you can be fiscally responsible. You can look to the future and you can act appropriately. We did not do that in 2018. Again, we, some of us voted no, and we fought it as hard as we possibly could, but they finally got the two-thirds vote of both houses, and it passed. And ever since then, we've been discussing how to give it back, how to divert it to roads or other projects, um, which is a conversation we need to have. Mm-hmm. I would like to just give it back to the people, because we don't need it anymore. Yeah, thanks. Um, but I, I, that that would be the the correct thing to do, in my opinion. But um, you know, we're, as of now, we're still collecting it, and we're fighting over whether to give it back or how to divert it. But either way, it's going to go away in two years. Mm. And so, if you don't get spending under control, you're going to have the next governor and the next legislature come in with expectations of a forty six or a forty eight billion dollar budget. And and maybe considerably less actually coming in. Right. So uh, it, it's just you know when you have a one-time windfall of, of cash, um, it makes sense to to treat it responsibly. And you know we actually have provisions in the Constitution that says when you have this one-time money, this you know windfall or surplus like this, you're, there's only certain ways that you can legally spend it. Mm-hmm. But the legislature is in the. 13 years that I've been there, the legislature tends to find ways around that. Gotcha. Um, and there are some, some of us have been trying to hold feet to the fire going all the way back to Jindal. It's not just a John Bell thing. Jindal did it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trying to hold feet to the fire and say, let's be fiscally irresponsible with people's money. If you're taking money out of the paychecks of hardworking people, let's at least treat it responsibly and let's give back every penny that we can. And if we are going to take it, let's make sure we spend it where it needs to.
1017 FM, 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Look, I'm going to change gears. I'm going to change gears. Mm-hmm. Did you know there is a, I guess you'd say a kitchen tool? <laughs> this is the stupidest no. thing I've ever seen. Aaron, I ha- I do have a, a pineapple kind of core. Core, okay. That, that it, it it's a it looks like a disc with with a sawed thing and you, and you put that it one? into the okay. Well, no, and you twist it and it goes down the pineapple and cores it. It's and the last time you bought a pineapple, uh, we buy pineapples fairly regularly. Do you? Yeah, okay. I All actually right. use this. I uh, yeah, <laughs> I like but the now, core of a pineapple. Oh, come on. You I do love not. it. Yes, no, I you do. Don't. No, you don't. I love you that can't hard even part. eat it. Yes, you can. It's good. Okay, I'm not arguing You have an with apple core or two, don't you? Obstinate. You have an apple core or two, don't you? I do. And okay, I use this it is what I'm every... getting you for your birthday then. No, I don't want a banana loca. <laughs> I use the apple. It slices my apples. Oh, my god. There's gosh. much, much, much less waste. All okay. That's, all, that's, all that remains is the core. Okay. Everything else because you know, you could I use a knife honey, for that. I go through. No, you can't. You can't <laughs> core it with a knife. There's a banana loca. Chef Troop would probably argue with yeah, you. Yeah, probably so. I love my apple corer. Okay. There's good knives for that. But um, banana loca, you can't do this with a knife. You, you can't do you this can't with. You can't core an apple with a knife, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh, I got, do I have an empty bottle? Oh, no, I don't. I can't throw that. It'll hurt him. <laughs> throw um, that over here. I'm thirsty. Here, this I'll is a, you You slip your banana onto this little tubey thing, and it straightens out the banana, for one. Well, you have to kind of work it down the, 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 yeah. the banana loca. Then it makes a tunnel in the banana, and then you can infuse the banana with peanut butter, Inject with, yeah. uh, with uh, cottage cheese, Nutella, whatever you like inside right. your banana jelly i don't know what you like and then you pull the banana off and you're going to have a, a complete mess and disaster can't you just dip it, it in it the is not butter? going to can't work you just you could infuse it with chocolate if you want it may be funny if you have kids maybe, maybe if you have kids i'm just telling you if you buy a banana loca <laughs> it's gonna sit in that drawer a junk drawer or junk cabinet and just rot and it it's a thirty buck item, isn't I mean, it? How much is it? Oh my gosh! Who's gonna pay thirty dollars for, for that? P O J. It's not gonna work. The bananas are gonna break in half when you try to straighten them out. Oh, that's funny. Thirty dollars. Now, if it was like I, I was thinking, you know, nine ninety five. And what do you do with the Ron banana Popeil's that you banana loca? What do you do with the the innards of the banana that you pull out? I, who needs to core a banana, first of yes, all? Yes, dip it in chocolate. Cut it up and put peanut butter on top of it. This is the stupidest idea. And, they, and they, they bought it on Shark Tank. One of the sharks went for it. Really? And is now promoting it. I thought this is the stupidest idea. If you've bought one and you love well, you it. you can buy two me... for $55. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you... You, everybody needs more than uh, one banana loca. What does your wife say if you bring home a banana loca? Well, she... They, they, Have you lost your damn mind is absolutely. what she would say. And you know what? She'd be right. Yeah, she would be right. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Mike and McCarty, uh, 101.7 FM, 